your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Tuesday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and on today's show, we are breaking down everything men's basketball. They have a game tonight versus Southeastern Louisiana. I'm sure you have no idea what their mascot is, and who really cares, because Iowa should blow them out. We're going to talk about that game and what I would like to see Iowa do to build off of the momentum they got from beating Utah State. We're also going to talk about what do we expect from this Iowa Hawkeye team going forward. Do they have a chance of making the NCAA tournament? What do they need to do to get there? And also, what did Fran McCaffrey say needs to happen to get there? We're all going to be covering that on today's show. First, though, I want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. And today's episode covering all things men's basketball is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. So as I mentioned, Iowa is taking on Southeast Louisiana tonight. It is a doubleheader at Carver with the women's basketball team taking on IUPUI. And the men's basketball team playing later that night again versus Southeastern Louisiana. And first off, we're going to cover what to expect for Southeastern Louisiana. They are not a good team. They are one of the worst teams in all of college basketball, to be fair. They only have four wins, and three of those have come against teams that aren't even D1 programs. So, again, not a team you have to be particularly concerned about, but these are the kind of games that allows Iowa to work on a few things and allows Iowa to get their backups in, get Joshua Gundelay some time, get Peyton Sanford a bit more time, allow that second unit to really roll, see Riley Mulvey a little bit, see Luke Laquetta and Austin Ash. So it gives you some time to see some of those backup guys get a bit more playing time. And my biggest thing I would like to see in this game is that Iowa is able to remove their starters after the first half. I want to see limited amount of time from the starting lineup. As we found out from Fran McCaffrey in yesterday's press conference, not only was Keegan Murray banged up, and it obviously showed how he was able to get healthy over eight to nine days, but so is Chris Murray. Patrick McCaffrey has always kind of struggled a little bit with some of the conditioning due to previously having cancer. Um, obviously, Connor McCaffrey has had issues in the past. Jordan Bohannon has always dealt with lingering issues. So it's good to get those guys a little bit of rest. And so whenever we can do that, you want to do that, especially as Iowa heads in to conference play. They only have two non-conference games left. They have Southeastern Louisiana, and then they also have Western Illinois coming up as well. And actually somewhat solid Western Illinois team that Iowa cannot take lightly, which we're going to be covering later on um, in this week and next week. But again, Southeastern Louisiana, a team that I hope that Iowa can get a lead on quick, build on that, and get out of that game without having any injuries. So what does Southeastern Louisiana bring to the table? Honestly, not a lot. There is not a lot that Southeastern Louisiana does that is really all that impressive. Their adjusted offensive efficiency is in the bottom of the 200s, 295th. Their adjusted defensive efficiency is 303rd. Offensively, they like to shoot threes. They're just not very good at doing it. They're shooting 27% from the field. Not going to do it. Not going to cut it for you. They are 333rd in the nation and three-point shooting percentage. So a very, very bad three-point shooting team. Also, where Iowa has struggled at 
is grabbing offensive rebounds and winning the battle on the glass. Thankfully, Southeastern Louisiana is atrocious there as well. They are 313th in the nation in defensive rebounding percentage. So a good opportunity for Iowa to continue to crash the boards, get those opportunities, and flex their muscles defensively and offensively on the glass. Again, Iowa has done a fantastic job of causing and forcing turnovers against Southeastern Louisiana. It is a great opportunity to do that. They are 200th and 227th, actually, in steal percentage allowed on offense and 247th in non-steal turnover percentage. So Iowa, what I'd love to see is kind of work on that press a little bit more, force some turnovers again, get out in transition. And then the biggest thing, though, is Iowa does a great job of getting out in transition and forcing turnovers against some of these lower-level teams. But then they let up defensively in the half-court sets and allow these teams to do some things against them that they really shouldn't be able to do. So I would love to see the defensive energy maintain and step up a notch even when Iowa is out and running as I expect them to do. When you look at this team, uh, and then the Lions, by the way, the Southeastern Louisiana Lions, they are at this point four and eight. They're four wins, one versus Southeastern Baptist, Paul Quinn, Ecclesia. I mean, all three of these teams are not D1 teams. And then they also beat Troy at Troy, 72 to 68. Troy is not a good basketball team either. Um, for reference, they lost to Iowa State 77 to 54. They lost to Louisville 86 to 60. This should be a big win for Iowa. And Ken Palm is projecting this to be a 91 to 64 win for the Hawks, giving Southeastern Louisiana a 1% chance of winning this. I would give them a 0% chance of winning this. But again, some of the things I'd like to see against this team that only has one guy over six foot six playing on a consistent basis in their lineup. I would love to see Iowa not get lackluster on defense. Again, I want to see them get out in transition offensively and maintain defensively in the half court sets. I would love to see Keegan and Chris on the floor early in the game, see how they can feed off of each other. I think I want to see Patrick McCaffrey continue to build on some of the positives that he had in that Utah State game. And in fact, Fran McCaffrey talked a little bit about that as well. He had to say, um, one of the things he's kind of improved on is he's stronger. Uh, he's had some things that are kind of lingering with him. So he hasn't really been 100% ever with playing with the Hawks. But it kind of played into his confidence level. So with, what he's able to do in the past game really showed for him. Um, he said he's really he's typically capable of doing a lot more things, especially on the glass. When he feels like that, um, he's able to do a lot of things. He got six defensive rebounds the other night. That was important because if we're going to address the rebounding issue that has been a problem, it's collective. It's not like I said all the time. It's not your four and your five. It's everybody, guards and your small forward. So we did a really good job there. So uh, Fran was impressed with Patrick and how he was able to respond um, from a rebounding front and kind of the – the pressure Fran put on Patrick to be able to contribute in that area. So I'd love to see Patrick play a bit more um, aggressively in this game as well. Again, being a distributor, finishing around the basket, making plays on the defensive end of the court. Um, Patrick McCaffrey is a key player going forward for Iowa. And it, if, if they want to make an NCAA tournament. And the final thing is I would love to see Joe Toussaint get a good game under his belt. There's a lot of momentum going away from Joe Toussaint and towards an Aaron Euless and a Tony Perkins. But Joe Toussaint has a lot of fantastic characteristics. There's a reason why he's in this starting lineup. And we've seen Joe Toussaint be a phenomenal basketball player, but he just isn't playing the way we need him to. He is not playing in a way that allows for his athleticism and his ability to create off the dribble 
to be as a big enough value add to take away from the value losses that we have with his turnovers and a little bit playing reckless. So um, Joe Toussaint, I would love to see him get a big time game going forward. Coming up, we're going to talk about Iowa's remaining games, what they need to do to go far uh, in the NCAA tournament or even make the NCAA tournament. We're talking about all that on the show today. Before we get to that, though, uh, this is kind of a really weird segment. I want to talk about Iowa football. Uh, Dylan Senda was a guy who had Iowa in his top four. He's a class of 2023 recruit. He ultimately chose Northwestern. Iowa lost out on Dylan Senda. I kind of expected that if you listened to my show yesterday. But nevertheless, wanted to make sure I informed you all of that because I didn't get a chance to do that. So this is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. That's right. Head over to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked. And thank you again for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis, the most comprehensive college football playoff preview began on Friday. So make sure to check that out. It is a phenomenal show. I have really enjoyed listening so far. So on the first segment, we talked about Iowa versus Southeastern Louisiana. But as Iowa gets out of non-conference play, they only have two games left, Southeastern Louisiana and Western Illinois. Iowa is in a good position to go into conference play with a pretty solid record, all things considered. They beat both these teams. They'll go into conference play 10-3 and three, with two of those losses being in conference against Purdue and Illinois. Both games, they could have won, and they were in. Now, looking at Kempom and what they're projecting, right now Kempom projects a 21-10 record for the Iowa Hawkeyes, an 11-9 conference record with their losses being on the road to Wisconsin, at home versus Purdue, on the road versus Ohio State, and on the road versus Michigan and Illinois. Oh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, now, granted, to be fair, they are also expecting a few other losses within there, right? So you look at this, you're seeing five losses that Ken Palm is projecting. Iowa already has three. They're expecting two losses somewhere in that mix as well, based off what they've seen from the Iowa basketball team. Now, when I look at Iowa and what they can do, they have a decent opportunity to at least get six or seven wins that should guaranteedly happen. So when you're looking at Iowa and how to make the NCAA tournament, the first thing they have to do is take care of business against the teams they're supposed to take care of business against. That starts with Nebraska, Penn State, Minnesota, and Maryland. They have eight games combined against Nebraska, Penn State, Maryland, and Minnesota. Minnesota's 71st ranked, according to Kempom. Maryland's 51st. Nebraska's 130th, and Penn State is 87th. All right. That's eight games Iowa should get wins in. They should be favored in all eight of those games. 
And what we've seen from Iowa in the past is they struggle in one or two of those games every single year. They cannot afford to struggle in these games. They need to get those wins. When you're looking at an NCAA tournament resume, it starts with wins, losses, and then it quickly moves into your net ranking, which Iowa is currently 23rd in. And within the net ranking is your quadrant one, quadrant two, quadrant three, and quadrant four wins. The more Q1 wins you can have and the less Q4 losses and Q3 losses you can have, the better. Right now, Iowa's doing a great job in the latter category. They don't have any losses of a quadrant two, quadrant three, or quadrant four. They are currently one and three in quadrant one games. If you're unfamiliar with net ranking, it is a very big component of getting into the NCAA tournament. What it means, it kind of, uh, it basically evaluates teams based off what teams they play, based off home versus away versus neutral, and it assigns you into different quadrants based off of the respectability of that win in essence. So a quadrant one win means that you beat a top 30 net ranked team at home or a top 50 net ranked team on a neutral court or a top 75 ranked net ranked team on the road. Quadrant two is 31 through 75 at home, 51 through 100, and 76 through 135. Quadrant three is 101 or 76 through 160 at home, 101st through 200 on a neutral court, and 135th through 240th on the away. And quadrant four is home 161 through 353, neutral 201 to 353, and away 241 through 353. So basically, the thing to keep in mind is that you want to maximize your quadrant one wins and take advantage of those opportunities. You want to minimize the bad losses, the quadrant twos, those quadrant threes, and those quadrant four losses. And the interesting thing about this is your quadrant one, quadrant two, quadrant three, quadrant four records can change without you playing a game. It really depends on where the other teams kind of move up, kind of move down. So when you're looking at this, you want Virginia to do well this year. It looks better for Iowa, right? Now, inversely, you don't want Iowa State to do poorly. If Iowa State all of a sudden the bottom drops out and they become a terrible team, that looks like a worse loss for the Hawks. Now, I, I find it very hard to imagine Iowa State's going to drop below 75th in net ranking. But nevertheless, that's the kind of thing you're looking at when you're looking at net ranking and why that's valuable for the Iowa Hawkeyes. There are going to be a lot of Quadrant 1 opportunities for the Hawks. For example, at home, Purdue, Michigan State, and Wisconsin, all Quadrant 1 opportunities as of right now. On the road, Minnesota, Michigan, Indiana, and Northwestern are all on the road and all present a quadrant one win opportunity for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Now, again, the other teams, they could move up, but as of right now, you know, the Nebraska's, the Penn State's, those are not good losses for Iowa, and they don't really count for a ton from a win perspective, but you have to win those games to at least bolster that resume, make your win-loss record look pretty solid, and give you an opportunity to get into the NCAA tournament. Iowa is a team, if they get hot, they can make a run in the NCAA tournament. They may not be a high seed. They might be, a honestly, right now, they're projected to be a 10th seed, according to Joe Lenardi. They might be a 10th seed, but they are a team that can make a run and could surprise people and make a Sweet 16. They have the size. They have the length. Right now, they're trying to figure out how to work all together, and they have some guys who, when they get hot, can hit anything from anywhere on the court at any given time, especially Jordan Bohannon. And when you have a guy who is a top 10 national player of the year candidate in Keegan Murray, and you have his brother who people are absolutely sleeping on, that gives Iowa a fantastic opportunity to make 
a big time run and get to the NCAA tournament. So coming up, we're going to talk a little bit more about that schedule, kind of break that down a bit more, and then talk about what Fran said in regards to what he expects to see from this team going forward. That's all coming up in a few short moments. I have told you all about prize picks before. If you haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? In addition to the college football action that Price Picks has, they also have college basketball as well. Price Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, and they offer more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world. And they offer all the star players of the Power Five, as well as the mid-major players you might not have even heard of. They offer any prop you can think of as well. In basketball, you can play the points, rebounds, assists, threes made, and more. In football, it's touchdowns, yards, interceptions, you name it. You can probably uh, pick it as a prop. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players, you pick an over-under on their projections, and you can 10x any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers, plus you can combine sports as well. In addition to that, entries can be made within 60 seconds or less, and PrizePix offers safe and fast withdrawals. And all of our listeners today, you can go in, deposit up to $100, and get a 100% instant deposit match. That's pretty darn exciting. All you need to do is use the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N, and you'll get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So don't hesitate. Check out PricePix.com and use the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N, or go to your app store and download the app today. PricePix is daily fantasy made easy. All right, y'all. We talked about Iowa versus Southeastern Louisiana, which is taking place tonight. On tomorrow's show, we'll give you kind of a breakdown of what happened in that game. We also have a guest coming on who covered Xavier Wangpa for his whole career. And we're going to talk to him about what Xavier brings to the team and also what kind of person Xavier is as well. So really excited about that. That's coming up sometime this week. We're still not sure on if we are going to be dropping a Christmas Day episode. Um, if you want a Christmas Day episode, definitely let me know. I'll try to make that happen. Um, if you're indifferent, no big deal. I will try to get one out, but just not sure kind of what my – or sorry, Christmas Eve, not Christmas Day. Christmas Eve on Friday. Still not sure what my schedule is going to look like for that, but I will try to get you one if I absolutely can. So we talked about Iowa basketball, what they need to do to get into the tournament. I'm going to talk a little bit more about their schedule, though. So we mentioned the fact that they need to win the games that they should win. That's games against Nebraska, Penn State, Maryland, and Minnesota. Iowa's schedule does bode well for them at this point. Yes, it is frustrating to lose to Purdue and Illinois when you actually had a chance to win both those games. But going forward, you have to like Iowa's schedule. You get two games against Nebraska. You get two games against Penn State. You get two games against Maryland and two games against Minnesota. You have Ohio State on the road, which definitely sucks. Not going to lie about that. You have Rutgers on the road, but Rutgers is a beatable team on the road. You only get Wisconsin once, which kind of sucks. But again, Wisconsin, not an over-the-top difficult team. You should be able to beat them even though they are on the road. So even Iowa's road matchups, let's go through Wisconsin, Minnesota, Rutgers, Penn State, Ohio State, Maryland, Nebraska, Michigan, Illinois. Ohio State, Michigan, Illinois, those are definitely tough games on the road. But the other ones are winnable. And I would argue... Iowa on a good night can compete with all three of those teams. Michigan hasn't looked that good this year. So can you get can you take a few games? Can you steal a few games? Can you steal a game against Michigan on the road? Can you steal a game against Illinois on the road or Michigan State at home or Purdue at home? And then win those other games. You win eight games, Nebraska, Penn State, Maryland, Minnesota. Maybe you win, you, you win Indiana at home. You beat Northwestern at home, maybe Michigan State at home, 
And then you surprise a few teams. You beat Illinois on the road, or you beat Ohio State on the road, or Rutgers on the road. Right there, you're 11-9. and nine. You're making the NCAA tournament. And as I mentioned before we took a break, Joe Lenardi has Iowa as a 10 seed. They dropped a little bit after that performance against Iowa State. But as we saw against Utah State, their issues are correctable to a degree. And Fran is still figuring out what this lineup looks like. Iowa is getting healthy. Now, it's, that's worth noting. Keegan Murray was not at full health. Neither was Chris Murray. If Iowa can stay healthy, there's no reason why Iowa can't make the NCAA tournament. Again, Kempom projects Iowa to go 21-10, and 11-9 in conference play. They're starting out in a little bit of a deficit. But Iowa needs to win the games they are supposed to win. They need to steal a few games to really bolster that resume. I'd love to see Iowa get into that 6th or 7th seed range. But by all other metrics, advanced metrics, Iowa's looking pretty good. Kempom has them in the top 25. The net rankings has Iowa at 23. That is good for the Hawks. Now you want these other teams, Utah State, Virginia, to continue to win and do well, so Iowa looks good. And when talking to Fran McCaffrey or listening to Fran McCaffrey's press conference, um, these next two non-conference games are really good opportunities to get Iowa ready to go for conference play. So when asked what does he want to see from his team, he said, I just want to see them keep getting better. We're being more consistent in all areas. A lot of guys feeling comfortable out there. We've been fortunate to get contributions from a lot of people. I think we need to have that continue. The only way you can do that is to play games and get them some playing time. Now, as I mentioned, Southeastern Louisiana, this is a chance for Iowa to get their backups in, get more playing time, more familiarity with each other so they can be key contributors down the stretch for the Hawks. Peyton Sanford is going to be a really interesting guy because if I was shooting poorly, you need a guy like Peyton Sanford who has a lot of Jordan Bohannon in him. He's not afraid to take the shot wherever he's at on the court. You need a guy like him to be able to feel comfortable shooting the ball and feel comfortable playing with the ones and playing Big Ten basketball in general. You want him to be comfortable because when Iowa is not getting a lot of shooting going, Peyton Sanford's a guy who can come off the bench and make a few shots, just like Jordan Bohannon has been his entire career. So my biggest thing is I want to see these younger guys get some more playing time. I want to see our older guys be healthy, and I'd love to see them take care of business early. Force a lot of turnovers. Let's see a press. Get out in transition, score some buckets, and play sound defense. Do not back off defensively, as we have seen them do plenty of times when they get a big lead. Keep the momentum, keep the aggression, both in the first unit and the second unit. The sky is not falling for the Iowa basketball. This is a team that can make the NCAA tournament. Again, they just need to take care of business where they should, steal a few games. But the sky is the limit for this team. I mean, you look at what they have. Not a lot of teams can say they have three six-foot-eight guys who can drive to the basket, can shoot, and can play defense, and can guard all five positions. Iowa has a ton of lineup versatility. Let's see if Fran can figure it out. That does do it for our show today. A nice little recap or a preview of all things Iowa basketball. We will be joined or coming on tomorrow's show as well, talking about this game tonight, Iowa versus Southeastern Louisiana. And we'll see what else we have to, to stir up that happens in the Iowa football world to talk about on tomorrow's show or Iowa basketball, whatever it might be. We will be dropping an episode tomorrow morning as well. As always, I appreciate you tuning in to today's episode. If you want more betting advice, and for the record, my betting advice for this game is hammer Iowa points over, hammer Iowa spread. 
If you want more betting advice on non-Iowa sports, check out the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They do a great job of breaking down games across the country so you can win some money, put some money in your pocket at betonline.ag. Again, thank you all for tuning in. Have a fantastic Tuesday. And as always, Hawkeye Nation, let's go Hawks.